we will start uh, chapter 44 tantuku's pilgrimage to sri sailam siddhamuni uh, this chapter describes sri narsimha saraswati taking the weaver tantuku to sri sail parvata in a trice on the holy shivratri day by his magical powers and his narration to shivratri mahima and the story of king vimarsan tantuku sees none else but his guru's form even even in the shivlinga at the sailam shrine a true disciple should visualize his guru alone in the gods in all the gods for him all the gods get subsumed in the form of his guru siddhamuni told namdharak that he would narrate to him an anecdote of a weaver who was a great devotee of gurunath his name was tantuku tantuku used to come to gurunath daily for his darshan he used to sweep and clean the precincts of the mud every day a little before shivratri people were setting setting out on a pilgrimage to sri sailam for lord mallikarjun that is jyotirlinga darshan tantuku's parents also decided to go and they wanted their son also to accompany them tantuku knew that gurunath was lord mallikarjuna and therefore there was no need for at all for him or anybody to go to all the way to sri sailam for the lord's darshan the parents could not prevail upon him to join the pilgrim party and the son stayed behind while all the relations and parents went on the holy shivratri day as usual the weaver took his bath in the sangam and came to the mat for the darshan of gurunath gurunath asked him why he did not go to sri sailam along with his people the weaver said that his sri sailam was gangapur only and gurunath was his mallikarjun gurunath was pleased with the weaver's devotion and faith he asked him to sit near him and keep his eyes closed no sooner than tantuku did this he found himself at the foot of sri sailam mountains with gurunath only by his side gurunath asked him to go and take his bath in the holy patal ganga river and thereafter to perform the ritualistic vidhis and visit the temple of jyotirlinga darshan as he walked down to the river he found his parents and relations there they were surprised to see him the parents rebuked him saying that he could have well come along with them instead of deciding to come all along later the weaver told them that he did not come by himself there but it was gurunath's will and grace that brought him there they did not take his reply seriously After the bath when he went to the temple he found Gurunath only in the place of the Jyotirlinga Gurunath was seated there in the place of the linga and was accepting all the offerings being made by the devotee and was receiving the unending abhisheka the viewers ecstasy knew no bounds for having had the darshan of his gurunath on the holy shivratri day in the sacred jyotirlinga shrine of sri sailam which is the lord's eternal abode the viewer then fell at the feet of gurunath and pleaded to him the enlighten him on sri sailam sthana mahima gurunath told him that the sri sai parvat mahima has been described in the skanda puran in which he would recount to him in kirat desh there lived a king named vimarsha he was very valiant person he made many conquests and was always victorious but he was very sensuous person he lacked moral rectitude but even so he had one saving virtue that was his devotion to lord shiva every month on the shivratri day he used to go to jagrana keeping awake the whole night worshiping shiva On other days he used to mostly enjoy himself with women music and dance his wife kumudavati was a very pious lady she was always worried about her husband's licentious nature she always tried to persuade him that he should change his mode of life she used to tell him that while he professed his devotion to shiva his behavior and conduct were most unbecoming of a devotee she told him that she was at a loss to understand how with such a sensuous and an indulgent nature he could ever come to cherish devotion to shiva at all thereupon the king started narrating the account of his previous life in his previous birth he was a dog wandering in the streets of the city of pampa 
One Shivratri day, curious to know what was happening inside the temple where thousands of people were gathering in, he also went in. He was also hoping that he would be able to get something to eat there and allay his hunger. As soon as he entered inside the precinct, the people there took hold of a stick to drive him out. The dog started running, but inside the temple compound itself. While being chased, it ran round the main temple of the shrine three times. While running, it could get the glimpse of the holy shrine inside where Shivaratri Puja was being performed, but it got a good beat- beating. Not being able to get anything to eat, it had to go without food that night. Because of the severe beating it received, and added to it due to hunger, the dog died. But the merit which it got through the darshan of the puja, the pradakshinas and the fast it underwent, though unknowingly and with the least intention, resulted in it being born as a king in the next life. But he was not able to shed the habits, that is samskaras, that had characterized his previous life as a dog. If he was a dog and had done the pradakshina with a fast or a little understanding at least, he would have been able to shed the dog vasana completely and would not have had his wayward and the sensuous mind in his life. The queen asked the king if he could also tell what the previous birth was and let her know about it. The king told her that she was a pigeon in a previous birth. One day she saw a large piece of meat lying on the ground. She picked it up in the beak. While she was flying in the sky with it, a kite saw it and started chasing her. The pigeon started flying with all its strength and in the process of being chased and its flight to escape from the kite, it happened to fly around the Sri Saila Parvata three times. In the end, however, the kite caught hold of it and killed it and then ate it up. But because of the three pradakshana which she had happened to do, though unintentionally, the pigeon earned great merit and was born as a queen in this life. The queen was very keen to know if the king could tell her how her future birth would be. The king told her about that also. He said that both of them, uh, can you just uh, send Brito the invite? The king told her about that. He said that both of them, after a few more births as king and queen, would be attaining salvation and would be free from the cycle of birth and death forever. Gurunath told the weaver about the Shivaratri Mahima, thus at the whole, Holy Sri Salem itself, Gurunath asked the weaver to touch the Padukas and then close his eyes. No sooner that the weaver did this, he has he was back in the mud at Gangapur, seated in the presence of Gurunath. Thus ends the 44th chapter of Sri Guru Charitra describing Sri Saila Mahima. Glory to the all-merciful, the omnipresent and the ever-responsive Gurunath. So we came to a story where the Sri Saila Mahima is there. Also, what happens when Tuntuku, Tuntuku means actually you will be amazed to know that the weaver has to use this thread for creating. There is a word which is called tantuja, tantuku. These are basically connected to weaving, the thread weaving. Alright. So this particular person, he is a weaver and he goes to Sri Salem by Gurunath's grace. Now this is something which uh, you may wonder, ki how can a person sitting in one place get a darshan of another place and he is seen by another person over there. The seeing part is a very strange part. Understand this, that... If you are sitting in meditation with the Guru in one place and you get a darshan of another entity in another part of the world, how do you know that that is what you have seen? So there is something which is called where faith is concerned to establish the faith in that divine. You get to see that divinity and also get to understand some other things. I am sure Pari will be able to ascertain this much better. When she saw Baba sitting in front of her and talking to her, naturally the question mark was there in her mind ki whether it is the truth or not the truth. 
the doubts are there doubts are always assailed in the mind of the person so what happened is when the young girl the small girl ascertained that yes there was a person sitting in front and talking to you it gave you the proof of the pudding that yes that is the truth many a times we do not believe in such type of things because we think that it is our mind playing tricks with us so it is not the mind playing tricks with you it is actually happening the fact of the matter is that entity that individual that baba or that guru is actually with you and the things are actually happening so this gives you an idea how things work so we'll go to chapter 45 gurunath cures brahmin's leprosy this chapter refers to the anecdote of brahmin called nandi who was suffering from leprosy and who went to tulsapur and other holy places and did great austerities god parmeshwari directed him in the dreams to visit gangapur and seek the blessings of sri narsimha saraswati for the cure of the disease he thereafter becomes a close disciple of gurunath namdarak was rapturous listening to guru charitra he said to siddha muni your narration is regenerating me all the cobwebs of doubt infesting my mind are being cleaned cleared and swept off new light is filling my mind i have never in my life experienced a joy and peace please tell me more and more of the guru's leelas siddha muni started the following narrative there was a brahmin suffering from severe leukoderma and leprosy he made pilgrimage to amba tulsapur this is a place where you know amba bhavani is there in tulsapur he performed worship and upasana there with steadfast devotion for over 3 years and most of the days observing fast but his condition showed no improvement and he did not find any relief from the dreadful disease he was feeling very desperate and wanted to end his life then one night amba devi appeared in his dream and asked him to go to the temple of chandala parmeshwari and offer worship to her he went there and for 7 months he was offering his prayer and worship and observing fast goddess parmeshwari also appeared in his dream like amba devi earlier and advised him to go to gangapur and have the darshan of sri narsimha saraswati which would relieve him from the dreadful disease the brahmin got annoyed and angry and said if you the goddess mother of the universe cannot cure me who else will be able to do it i am being fooled by you you have no consideration and compassion i will not move from here this is showing no faith and absolutely no faith <laughs> the, the divine lord is coming and telling him please go over there yet there is no faith in that the brahmin brushed aside the advice he received in his dream and continued to stay there only doing his aradhana the goddess appeared in dream again and this time said sternly that unless he obeyed the command his disease would get aggravated and he would become only worse and would have to repent greatly and this is a very common problem with most of the human beings when they are told once they don't want to listen they want it reiterated and re- retold to them again and again maybe the 10th time when they are told they will listen to the words otherwise it's always you know it is always durlaksh karte hain us cheez ko the brahmin in deference to the command of the god is set out for gangapur after reaching there he went to the mat but gurunath was not in the mat at that time he was at the sangam he waited at the mat and when gurunath returned to the mat he bowed down to him and prayed that he should be relieved of the dreadful disease gurunath said what can i a mere human do when goddess parmeshwari could not herself cure you gurunath just retorted back what exactly the brahmin expressed in skepticism and anger to goddess parmeshwari when she first appeared in the dream and advised him to go to gangapur and seek redress from shri narsimha saraswati the brahmin realized his folly and prayed to gurunath that he should be forgiven for the skeptical remark made in ignorance he poured out to him the woeful tale 
how he was forsaken by his wife and even by his parents because of the loathsome disease of his. He said that unless Gurunath showed mercy on him and freed him from the disease, he would end his life. Sri Gurunath was moved by the desperation of the Brahmin. He asked a devoted office to take the Brahmin to the Sangam. He told the Brahmin that he should take bath in the Sangam and then worship the Ashwatha tree by taking three pradakshinas round it. After that, he was to wear new clothes which would be given to him. The Brahmin took the bath in Sangam, worshipped the Ashwatha tree and after discarding his old clothes, put on a new ones given to him by Gurunath. Lo, the disease disappeared mostly, except for a few white patches here and there. Gurunath later explained to him that the few patches, patches remaining were due to the skeptical feelings entertained by him originally. Isn't it the similar type of a story we have heard where the particular person, he says, you know, when he is supposed to jump from top of the mountain, he is being thrown from top of the mountain, he has that little doubt. And because he has the little doubt, his eye gets, you know, eye, his eye is broken. The rest, his body is perfect. And this is the same person to whom Shankaracharya goes later on and requests him to write the treatise on his on his uh, on the exposition that he has done. Unfortunately, these are the doubts, the little doubts that you have, absolutely the little doubts. They can create this kind of a loop in the system. So you will find that some white patches remained on his body. The Brahmin was overcome by the surge of devotion to Gurunath and sang many hymns in praise of him. He told him that having passed through the ordeal of 84 lakhs of birth and finally being born as a man and much more than that, as a Brahmin, he would still steep in the ignorance, alas, always plunge neck deep in the water of samsara, he had no peace. How torturous is birth! What turmoil one has to go through all because of one's ignorance and lack of correct perspective of life and the ultimate reality. Only refuge at Gurunath's feet saves one from such pitiful existence. The Brahmin stayed on there com- composing many hymns to Gurunath. Gurunath used to call him Kavishwara. Slowly with continued exposure to Gurunath's grace and love, he was totally rid of the disease. The few patches that remained earlier had also disappeared completely. He became famous as Nandeshwara Kavi. Thus ends the 45th chapter of Sri Guru Charitra describing the Dvijakushta Haranam Glory to the all-merciful, the omnipresent and the ever-responsive Gurunath. We will do 46th chapter, Poet Devotee of Lord Kaleshwara. This chapter refers to the anecdote of a poet who was a devotee of Lord Kaleshwara and who did not believe in Sri Narasimha Saraswati's divinity and thereafter, therefore, was talking disrespectfully to him. But he soon realized his great mistake of his assessment and became a staunch devotee and close disciple of Gurunath. Siddha Muni continued with the narrative of the Guru's Leelas. Once... One of the devotees of Sri Narsimha Saraswati requested him to visit and grace his house in Hiparage village. Guru Nath visited the house. The devotee worshipped Guru Nath with the elaborate rituals. In the same village, there lived a pious and a devout Brahmin named Narkeshari. He was also a poet. He used to go daily to Kaleshwara temple in the village and after completing his worship, used to compose a few poems in praise of Lord Kaleshwara. This was his routine every day. Some of his friends told him that Sri Narasimha Saraswati had come into the village to the devotee's house. They told him that he should come and take his darshan. They further asked him to compose some poems in adoration of Sri Narasimha Saraswati and to recite them before him. To this, Narakeshari reacted with disdain and said contemptuously that his poetry was not meant for a human being. However great he be, he did not go for Gurunath's darshan and was, as his wont, went to Kaleshwara temple and started his worship. 
but as he started it he fell asleep and had a dream in the dream he saw sri narasimha saraswati seated there in the same place as the linga and heard him telling you have been all along worshiping me a mere human being why are you worshiping a mere human being here and moreover one of for whom you have no respect for it at all the dream ended thus and Nar- narakeshri came to his senses realizing what a great mistake he had committed by not paying heed to this friend's persuasion and advice he hurried to the devotee's house for gurunath's darshan as he was offering his obeisance gurunath said why are you offering obeisance to me a mere human being narakeshri burst into sobs praying gurunath to forgive him for his ignorance and error he sang poems in adoration of gurunath and worshiped him gurunath was pleased and blessed him narakeshri thereafter came to live at gangapur devoting his life in the service of service of gurunath he composed many songs hymns and rich poetry in adoration to gurunath thus ends the 46th chapter of shri guru charitra glory to the all merciful the omnipresent and the ever responsive gurunath in all these chapter i think the only main thread is to ensure that we do not have any doubts about the lord and the guru and then only things will start moving in that direction so we have ended this satsang over here So if you have any questions you can ask me